Welcome to Carolina in Motion, the show about North Carolinians who are on the move to make things happen in their lives and their communities. Join us as we hear from people from all across the state as they share their stories and advice to inspire you and steer you towards success. And now here's your host, John Van. Hello, I'm your host, John Van. Growing your personal network is an important aspect to growing a business. Today, we're going to talk with someone who has been very successful at this, Clint Williams. But before I get to Clint, I want to tell you a bit more about how you can follow the show and also about our sponsor. CarolinaInMotionPodcast.com is the show's website. From there, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google+, etc. And you can also find the link to get plugged in to our show's online community on Facebook. The Carolina in Motion community on Facebook is a great group where you can interact with me and guests of the show to help to guide you and get you moving on whatever goal it is that you are looking to achieve. Check out CarolinaInMotionPodcast.com and our Carolina in Motion community group on Facebook. Also, I have to say a thank you to our sponsor, my firm, the certified public accounting firm of Haney, Van, Bruton, and Crawford, LLP. If you are looking to get moving on a new business idea or have a current business that you want to grow to the next level, my firm can help guide you to where you want to be. For more information, check out cpasnc.com or give me a call at 252-443-0515. That's 252-443-0515. Haney, Van, Bruton, and Crawford. Now, let's dive right in. Today's guest is Clint Williams. Clint is currently a risk manager for a top 20 U.S. bank in the Southeast. He also previously had a career in marketing, advertising, and graphic design, serving in various positions in the Twin Counties of North Carolina for the past 20 years. He is also a co-founder of Rocky Mount Business Builders, a business networking group that has existed in Rocky Mount, North Carolina for over 15 years. Clint, welcome to Carolina in Motion. Thank you, John. appreciate you having me here. So tell us a little bit about Rocky Mount Business Builders. What does the group do and and what purpose does it serve? Rocky Mount Business Builders is a business-to-business referral group. The idea is you, John, know a bunch of strangers that I don't know that could do business with me. And I know a bunch of strangers you don't know that could do business with you. And, And between the two of us, we could develop some business together. But if you have a room full of 20 or so members in a group who are all working towards that same objective, then you've created Rocky Mount Business Builders. Okay, so what what's kind of the overall objective and goal that everyone's working towards together? To build a book of business from each other. Uh, the, the best way to describe it is this is how you, you know, prevent from ever making a phone call or a cold call and, you know, trying to catch a stranger. Because when you do relationship-based marketing, which is what this really is about, is, you know, you're creating built-in testimonials and referrals because, let's just use it as an example, I'm not going to refer you, John, to my friend Brittany unless I feel like you're going to do a good job for her because if you do a bad job, it's going to reflect poorly on me in the first place. And so by having those referrals built in, you suddenly have an opportunity for a new customer without ever having to pick up the phone, without having to call somebody or send them an email or advertise on the radio you now have a, a built-in 
testimonial for me endorsing you for a new customer that you've never even heard of before. That's what Rocky Mountain Business Builders is about, is about finding those opportunities. And so we all go about our business, doing our jobs, living our lives, hanging with our families, all that kind of stuff. And then somebody will say, I wish I knew somebody who could help me with X. And whatever X is, I have a short list of people who are part of business builders that I can quickly refer that person to and then kind of go the extra step and try to make sure that all three of us make those connections happen. Because it's real easy to say, hey, you ought to give, you know, John Smith a call. Well, that's that's nice, but that really doesn't solve the problem or create business. What's really beneficial about it is if I call you up and I arrange a meeting with Brittany and the three of us have a conversation, I introduce you to each other, or in the in the laziest case, I give Brittany your phone number and I give you her phone number and hope the two of you made the connection on your own. All all of that is relationship, you know, networking and, and you know building business through business builders. But the best way is when all three people do it together. Right. I mean, it's a much more powerful, better referral when you have that third person involved. When you say, hey, I know Joe, let me introduce you to Joe and have a conversation with you. Like when it's all three of you working together, it's more of a team and there's more trust and more you know, collaboration built together between the three of you. And it just you know works so much better than say, hey, give, him a, give this guy a call. Well, it, again, it, it breaks down that stranger barrier. You know, yeah. and, and if you meet somebody new, even though there may have been a referral, you don't know them. You know, and you're trying to find out more about them. But if I introduce you to them and I tell you what I know about them ahead of time, and then we sit down and we, we have a conversation, it's a little less formal. So it makes us more relaxed around the table. It makes us, you know, find commonalities. Who do we know? Who do we don't know? You know, that kind of stuff. You build those bridges for a rapport. And then once that rapport has been built, I can step back and let the two of y'all take the rest of it and finish, you know, the opportunity. And not all opportunities are going to, you know, be a book of business. Yeah. But the referral is to get the opportunity to you, and then it's up to you to close it. Right. It just creates that much more trust and much more comfort between all parties when when you're doing it that way, I think. When you start a group like this, a lot of people try to start start a networking group like this and at, at the very beginning there's like this initial just surge of interest maybe where people want to just jump in and and then after a few years interest kind of dies down a little bit and people sort of fall off it kind of it happens in a lot of you know social or civic clubs um but one one thing about this group that you have um it's been going for over 15 years how were you able to overcome that challenge sort of at the beginning of it and and throughout the life of it of just keeping the momentum going and, and keeping the interest going um we didn't we we've, we've <laughs> had failures along the way um the the core group you know this the wednesday group as, as you know it um is the oldest group but we've actually had a, a spinoff tuesday group uh, a couple of thursday groups and over the last 15 years, they've all sort of failed on their own to the to the same things you just mentioned. Really, you know, it takes a couple of things. Um, it takes a really good, dedicated leader, somebody who really takes ownership of it and, and, you know, kind of pulls the reins together because people are competing with a lot of things in their time. And what I've found out is that, you know, there, there's kind of the old saying that people like to be led. 
You know, everybody wants to be the first one in line and likes to be a leader, but sometimes it's nice when other people do the work for you or make it less hard. And so what I try to do with, with the Wednesday group and business builders is, you know, I keep the calendar, I keep, you know, trying to keep the schedule going, keep the, the format pretty rigid. And so expectations are set. And so when members get in, they kind of, you know, fall into the habit of this is how this group is run, and it's run pretty much the same way all the time, so they know what to expect. And it, it creates that predictability and accountability. The other side to it is this group and the timing of when we meet doesn't work for everybody's schedule. And so when you're building a, a referral group like this, you're going to have to, it's just like sales. You're going to have to take 10 no's before you find one yes. Well, you're going to find 10 people who try out the group. And nine of them were, will say, you know, this just doesn't work for me. But one of them will say, wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so I would say with our core group, it's taken, you know, over 15 years. We've got probably eight or nine people who have been with us for, for most of those 15 years. But we've got another 20 people who've only been members maybe over the last five or six years. And, and people have cycled in and out for various reasons. In, in one case... You know, a, a new business owner uh, started his own franchise of a business, getting it off the ground, came to the group, got a lot of opportunities, and then he became so successful, he didn't have time for the group anymore. He literally graduated and said, hey, you know, I'm getting too much business. I can't keep my calendar going effectively. I need to actually take a step back and focus on my business versus bringing in new clients right now. That's just how the nature of, of a group like this or any civic group works. And, you know, we do have one thing that's probably a little different than some other groups, and that's the friendships built. You know, even with some of our really long-term members, some of them have changed jobs or careers over the times they've been in business builders, and the friendships and relationships they've made in the group are valuable enough to them that they don't want to leave it no matter what. And so sometimes that's been a challenge, but it's been pretty productive for us over the last 15 years. And so – like with sales, laws of averages, you, you, you to give it to 10 people, you might get one. So you've built this good core group of eight or so people up over the years. But it's all just been about bringing new people in and finding those people that that stick, it sounds like. So you well, just they kinda, have to buy in. They have to buy into the concept. And, and, yeah. and you know. This is based on a you know a BNI Business Networkers International. It's based right. on a framework from them, but you know we're in Eastern North Carolina, and and, and I'm not going to crack the whip like a big corporate you know referral group like that. It's 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 expensive and has a, a higher level of expectation. Our group is based on an idea that if you buy into the concept, and you know there's no competition at the table, so loyalty is built. There's you know there's one banker. You know, there's, there's one real estate agent, there's one photographer, that kind of stuff. So you're not competing between members in the group to say, well, who gets the win this time and who gets the loss? You're, you're building to the core concepts of what this group's about with making referrals to each other. And if you don't buy into that, you're not a good fit. And it tends to weed itself out. People who want to take advantage of the group and just take you know, look for new customers, but not actually give back to the group with, you know, opportunities of their own. People seem to, to ferret that out pretty naturally, and it takes care of itself. Every now and then, you know, you kind of have to push back a little bit on somebody who's maybe crossing a line. But mm -hmm. for the most part, the people who've stayed 
the people who've been valuable members of the group have found that this works for them and, and those who don't find something else. And you, you mentioned, so it's kind of where everyone is in their own different industry, no competition. Um, I'm sure you've had situations where maybe someone who's already a part of the group decides to expand their business, uh, starts doing something else that maybe kind of steps on the toes of other people in the group because they're already doing something like that. How do you handle those situations where there starts to become a little bit of competition in the group? So, yeah, this has come up quite a few times. Um, I used to be um, very passive about it and just, you know, wait till it boiled over, feelings got hurt, and then, you know, it was just a messy situation. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> I, and, and so I've learned over the years as, you know, age and, and experience and maturity kicks in that just to head this, this stuff off head on. Because the more you delay it, the worse it becomes after the fact or feelings get hurt. And so, yeah, you... We're a structured organization, and, and we have no competition at the table. And so if somebody expands into something and they start bleeding that into the group, it's not like I can tell them they can't do that. That's their business. I, I'm not going to say you can't do what your business wants to do. But in our group, we're going to limit you from marketing to that. And so there's a couple ways that I, I, I kind of test with that. And I basically say, so here's an example. Uh, I had a, a, you know, a financial planner, you know, CFP is in our group. And we had a guy that came in selling a, a system called Bank on Yourself, which is essentially, you know, you basically buy life insurance and then you borrow from it and you pay yourself back. And I said, OK, in order for you to be in this group, I have to be able to understand that you're going to give a referral to this other guy who's a CFP. So if you run into a widow that suddenly inherits half a million dollars, would you refer her to him? And he said no. And I said, then you're not a fit for the See group. You later, yeah, yeah. That that you have to kind of apply those litmus tests and find if it's even though there may be gray areas or it may not be apples to apples, that's really what it boils down to. And, and so, yeah, I've had to do that. And then I've had a couple other members who, you know, expanded into some sidelines like doing extra marketing or doing this kind of stuff that does compete in the group. And I've just said, you know, call them up or email them and said, hey, you know, you're, you're kind of crossing a line here. Just letting you know before it gets out of hand, if you wouldn't mind kind of pulling back from that outside of this group, you can do whatever you want. But inside the group, kind of keep it contained to what you do. Yeah, I could see it, it being a problem as far as like insurance and financials. A lot of them end up having, uh, you know, sort of competing products that they sell. So I'm not surprised that you've had that. Because, you know, I'm in banking and my bank happens to have insurance products and so forth. But we have a, a you know, a group in, the, in uh, another member of the group that does insurance and that's all they do. They specialize in that industry and actually they resell my product. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, it works. <laughs> it, it, it works out. And you know, that's not my core book of business. You know, when it comes to banking, you know, you have, you know, specialists in certain areas and things that we do. And that's not what I do. So I'm happy to let them take those conversations and questions rather than kind of going and get a stranger over here who ends up, you know, completing that transaction. That really doesn't help me out and it doesn't help the group out. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the group is built on referrals. Why do you think referrals are such a critical investment for the future of a business? 
Well, it's not just the referrals. It's it's kind of a combination of two principles. Um, and I'll give you the reason why I started Business Builders in Rocky Mount, and, and then it answers your question. But it's a little it's a little long winded. I'll try to cut it down. <laughs> I, I worked in Raleigh for a while, and I was in a professional sales organization, and I was in a couple of just referral groups, not you know, BNI or the business builders model is just guys who got together at a, at a restaurant and said, Hey, do you know about such and such business coming to town? Here's a lead, you know, more of a leads group than anything else. And it was really kind of useless. And it was a bunch of guys gathering around, you know, chicken wings and beer for lunch once a month. And that's, that's really what it was. Um, when I found business builders in, in Raleigh, it was triangle business builders was the inspiration for our group. It was based on, on a similar principle of, hey, you know, let's, you know, no, no competition at the table, build some business together and so on. And it was nice to have that Rolodex. Nobody has those anymore, but your, you know, your, your contacts list and outlook of people that I can call on in certain industries and say, hey, can you help me with X, Y, or Z? Well, when I came back to Rocky Mount, Rocky Mount and, and Eastern North Carolina in general very much thrives on the good old boy network. Who do you know and who knows you, which is not a bad thing, but it also was a little more challenged in the professionalism when it came to business to business. And so who, you know, gets you in the door, but taking that next step of who do you know and getting them to, you know, make the introduction, getting them to give you the testimonial, getting to you know sit down for a cup of coffee. And then it's not just about the one offs. Because it's nice to get a one-off to get in the door. What about the rest of the people you know? You know, all your your customers or your vendors or family members. Because it's not about doing business with you and me. I mean, that may happen, and that's an indirect benefit. But it's about the strangers that you bring and the strangers that I bring who could become new clients. And so, to, to answer your question, what the way it works is by adding that professionalism that business-to-business structure and organization to the good old boy network. Who do you know and who knows you? And then what good are you to solve their problem? So so it's not just about knowing someone. It's about being able to help that person to go beyond just the introduction. Absolutely. I mean, again, you know, I, I use the same kind of scenario we talked about before, you know, I want to introduce you to Brittany and, and you're going to, you know, possibly, you know, help her out with, with accounting or CPA needs, but what is her business about? You know, between me and her, we introduce you to what her business is and there may be more opportunity than just, you know, doing her books. There may be more opportunity for consulting and a, and a deeper relationship there that might not have otherwise happened if someone was just looking for somebody to fill out some paperwork, let's be honest. And so that's where the professional comes into play because it's not about checking a box. It's not about just performing the function and moving forward. The professionalism is just like customer service. It's the follow through. It's the dedication. It's the the attention to quality. It's making sure it's seen to completion. Professionalism is nothing more than just doing the job right. And, And so when you apply that concept to a referral group, you know, again, we have a realtor in the group, and I'm not just going to refer any old buddy to sell their house to him. You know, I want to refer somebody who's going to get a good deal because he's representing their house to the best of their ability, and he's a professional at it. Right. It's that attention to detail, just staying in contact with the client, um, making sure their needs are met. That's 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 what separates 
a worker from a professional is just that attention to detail. I, I agree with you on that. And well, I'm glad- and it's also something that I, I emphasize in business builders because change is coming to, to business. And if you look at social networking, you look at all the different ways that advertising and, and things compete for our eyeballs and attention. I mean, let's be honest, our attention spans are nothing these days compared to what they used to be when Mr. Rogers was on TV, you know, and so being able to be professional in Eastern North Carolina to compete against your competitors who are also trying to steal that same business. Yeah, I, I think not just doing what we do and the way we do it, but also making sure we are number one in our industry. You know, if, if I'm in banking, I want to be the best person in banking in, in Rocky Mountain. If a guy named Brett's going to be the realtor, I want Brett to be the best realtor in Rocky Mountain. And so those are our goals and those are kind of the expectations I place on our members to kind of push them to to make sure they're the most professional one in the room amongst their competitors. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very competitive world out there. We all know that. I mean, there's lots of us out there trying to say that we're the best at everything we do. So <laughs> how how does how does somebody you know, filter out what's important from all the other noise, all the other people out there. Oh my goodness. Um, there's a lot of advice. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of people out there giving lots of advice on, on you know, uh, you know, research, listen, uh, seek knowledge from the SMUs industry, find people, um, who do what you do and have been doing it for a very long time and listen to them. That, that's kind of what I say for any business person, you know, when you're first starting, it's just like when you go to college, you go to college and say you want to, you know, learn about finance because that's, you want to go into banking. You're learning about people who have studied or done what you want to do. And so you're learning from them, but it doesn't stop there. When you actually apply yourself in the real world and you start doing those jobs, it makes sense to listen to those, those subject matter experts and those mentors who've done it before you. But then you also want to broaden your horizons because you don't want to be so narrowly focused on just your industry that you don't realize there's, there's a broader world out there of opportunity that you might be able to plug in other areas of industry and other areas of business into what you do so that you can differentiate so that you're not just like your mentor or an SME. You're as good as, but maybe better because you do something different. So when you're looking to filter the noise, make sure you're focusing on what benefits you. And sometimes you got to listen to a little bit of fuzz and a little bit of noise to, to find the gem that, you know, comes through with that. And, you know, just listening to this podcast, you know, I've been talking for a long time and there may be a lot of junk in this conversation, <laughs> but maybe there's one or two things that actually have some value that a listener can take away from it and say, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to use that or I'm going to find out more about that and apply it. But I think the best things anyone can do is just be the best that they can possibly be at what they're doing, deliver a good service and let people, you know, see how valuable you are, demonstrate your value in what you're doing. And I think people are going to understand that and respect that when they see how good you treat them. Well, and that, that's exactly right. I mean, there's an old saying, you aren't what you say, you are what you do. And so people will judge you and your business based on that. And if you do your business and, and you, you treat your customers and clients well, 
that will benefit and profit over time, but you can't force it. You can't artificially, you know, make that happen. It's a very natural progressive process. And so, you know, when you're starting out from day one and you don't have any customers, you don't have any clients, that first client is the most important client you're ever going to deal with in the history of your life. And then the second client is also the most important person you've ever dealt with in your life. Yeah. And by the 10th person, they're also the most important person. <laughs> and if you keep treating each one the same way, then you're always going to be giving your best to every client. It's when we start to, you know, kind of compartmentalize and say, well, that client's only worth X book of business, but this other client's worth another book. I'll give them more attention. Well, now you're sacrificing your quality and professionalism. And, and that's a tough battle because, you know, we got to keep the pipeline going. We got to keep, you know, the, mm -hmm. the money coming in because that's how we get paid. But at the same time, if you really want to be a professional, high quality, successful business person, or a person in life that applies to your personal life as well. Doing things well can't always be done quickly and doing things well can't always be done in, in, in a crowd. You've got to make sure you pace yourself effectively for effective production. What, what is the concept of spheres of influence, Clint? The definition is, is essentially a, a sphere of influence is a business model. It's a strategy that focuses on attracting business to you from the people you know and the people you meet socially, as opposed to pursuing business from strangers, just like what Business Builders is about. So it's possible to run a 100% uh, sphere of influence business if all you ever do is generate new business based on referrals. That's, right. that's the concept behind a sphere of influence. And a sphere of influence is kind of like, um, I, I'm, I'm going to use a really horrible analogy, but it works. It's like multi-level marketing. Oh boy! You know, uh, you know, when you get into the Amway thing, who do you know that knows who you know who you know? Well, it, but that is really what it is. It's you're a pyramid, and and you're at the bottom of the pyramid instead of the top. And so at the bottom of the pyramid is you, and then above you are all these different groups. So it could be family members as one group, it could be church members as another group, it could be schoolmates as another group, um, your peers in your industry, and so forth. Those are all kind of first level members of the pyramid and then people they know who might know you but maybe are only one or two connections away from you are all all potential opportunities and so that creates that that's that you know pyramid so that you're one person and, and you represent one industry if i surround myself with 20 to 30 different people who all have this pyramid suddenly i have a large circle a sphere of all these pyramids creating a circle of opportunities. And I'm in the center of that. And then you're just beside me. So then you become the center connected to my pyramid of people. That's all a sphere of influence is, is taking advantage of people, you know, as long as you take advantage of them in the right way. Yeah. We gotta, <laughs> we, that's not a good way to say it, but I understand. <laughs> taking let's let's it, build this pyramid scheme by taking advantage of folks. Okay. Yep. Yep. No. But I mean, it's really what that's about because again, you know, I've stood in line at a, you know, a, a reception at a wedding and heard somebody talking about, you know, th they're, they're looking to sell their house and they needed a realtor and, and they weren't asking like, you know, Hey, I still need somebody, but they were just kind of in the mood. And I was like, well, if you really are interested, I can recommend somebody and we can get together. That was at a wedding. 
I was at an, another session, uh, um, actually a, a business session up at uh, Westland College here in Rocky Mount, when somebody was talking about how their car window broke. And I was like, well, I know a guy that, you know, works off of Sunset that fixes that kind of stuff, does, you know, audio, video, and, and but, you know, he works on car parts, and it, he's a lot cheaper than going to the dealership, and he'd love to have your business, and you know, I can certainly recommend him. The next day, they were there getting their window fixed. So, yeah, that's not taking advantage of people. That's just helping people. That's just making the connection and sharing what you know to kind of help all parties out. Absolutely. But you know, that's me taking advantage of, of wires to make me look good in front of this friend of mine because I solved their problem. <laughs> so if you think of it that way, yeah, I, the two of us solved their problem, but now I have value in that friend's perspective. I can solve things for them. They can ask you for other things and they then can ask they might ask things. you for something that might end up being related to your business. Well, and what you find out is people start asking you, do you know, or do don't you know, you know everything yep. in Rocky Mount? And I'm like, no, I don't, but I know people who do. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is a sphere of influence. I have a sphere of influence that can help me solve those problems. And it makes me look bigger and better than I am, which is, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. I am not that good. I would love to be all the great and wonderful things that I think I am in my mind, but I'm not that good. But I can look that good because I have a, a good core group of 20, almost 30 people now with business builders who I can depend on. And again, you know, somebody says, you know, I, I've, I've got a new um, team that I'm starting out. Or I've got a new logo, all kinds of stuff. We got to get done some marketing. I wish somebody could help me with some shirts, but I don't want to pay those prices they have online for, you know, 10 shirts. And I'm like, hey, I got somebody literally in my group who does that for a living, and she loves doing small batches. She's a you know, small business owner, and she loved to work with you. And she's got all the technology to take your logo and digitize it. As soon as you say those buzzwords to help refer that business, boom, they're locked in. Because that's the key to it. It's not just that I know her or I know the name of her business and kind of, sort of, maybe what she does. We know each other's business well enough that we can make that referral, an informed referral. Your perception becomes your reality. People perceive you as important, as knowledgeable, and so you become knowledgeable to them. You become important to them. Um, I look like I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job. Keep it up, Clint. Um, what what is as we close out the show? Uh, what is one of the most valuable? suggestions that you could offer to any entrepreneur who is thinking about starting up a networking group? Um, well, starting a networking group, you know, the, the, the key to that is to diversification and don't make assumptions. Um, not all salespeople are in it to share, <laughs> to, put, to put it nicely. Um, Look for different people in different industries, but all kinds of different people. It doesn't have to be a business owner. It can be somebody who's associated with the business. It can be an intern for all that matters. Keep your your mind open to opportunities because if somebody's willing to dedicate to the concept, they're willing to buy into a structured referral group that meets at a specific time and has a structured order to the meeting and focuses on professional development, focuses on, you know, kind of training yourself so when you're out in the real world, you can introduce yourself, you can shut up and listen to the person across the table from you and, and generate those opportunities for each other in the group. As a new business person, 
if you're you know hanging your shingle out tomorrow getting to meet as many people as possible is incredibly important but also don't limit your perspectives i think travel is probably one of the most valuable things that a person can do for themselves because what happens is we get kind of locked in into our own little region our own communities and even though we see things on internet and tv and netflix and all that kind of stuff when it comes to building you know relationships with people people come from all kinds of different places and we tend to limit our perspectives our sight based on what's right in front of our nose and we tend to start making assumptions based on that. But having an open mind and traveling, experiencing different regions, even in our own country. I mean, Pittsburgh is wildly different than East North Carolina. And Miami is wildly different than East North Carolina. Heck, even Charlotte is wildly different than East North Carolina. Experiencing different communities and how businesses may thrive and operate in those environments so that you can refer to those experiences in your environment can be very important, can be very valuable. It's very interesting. I think a lot of times folks get kind of wrapped up in just sitting behind a computer or, or, or texting and, and don't really make those connections. But, you know, getting out there, traveling, seeing other cultures, interacting with people. I mean, these things are all super important to help you sort of evaluate everything and, and sort of analyze your own business environment and see what's going to be the best thing to work for you. Well, it's enriching on its own. I mean, its own reward is you get to, to travel. The, the benefit <laughs> is that you, you get the experiences of that, that you can apply to your business. I mean, you, you might be selling cell phones and you might be like, you know, what in the world does traveling have to do with selling cell phones? Well, you know, People use cell phones and, and smartphones and, and so forth in different ways in different areas. And so broadening those perspectives so that when, you know, a, a stranger walks in your cell phone store and says, I need a phone because I want to do X. Nine out of 10 customers might be in East North Carolina regular, but one of those 10 might want something different. And so if you've exposed yourself to what different people want and different people experience, then you're better able to satisfy their need versus I don't know. Let me look that up. Let me see what I can guess to help you. So yeah, and, and you know, experience. You know, that's the the, the thing that you know we're, we're going into 2020 almost. You know, people aren't buying you know Christmas presents and birthday presents. They're buying experiences. That's the the the, the new thing they say. That's not new, <laughs> but it's it's more focused. People are doing it more intentionally now than maybe they used to. Well, that's a great thing because. One of the best things you can do with experience of, of, of traveling and visiting other locations is you meet strangers. You get out of your shell. You experience new foods, new drinks, new smells, new cars, new people, whatever, that makes your life richer just for doing it. And then you can share that experience with your customers and clients when you get back to your office. Clint, as we wrap up the show here, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience to find out more about you or Rocky Mountain Business Builders or anything else? Um, you know, Rocky Mountain Business Builders, we're on Facebook, and, and, and we have a great little um, Biz Builders, B-I-Z, Builders. So if you go to Facebook.com slash Biz Builders, that's how you'll find us. Um, you know, 
sticking to the structure. And if anybody is strictly really interested in starting a referral group and, you know, a business to business networking group, I would love to talk to them. We've actually had about uh, four spinoffs. Um, actually working on another one on on the coast of North Carolina. So Wilson started a couple and one still going. And I had a former member in our Rocky Mount group start one in Greenville, North Carolina, that's doing very well. And, and just taking this little seed of an idea and, and, and kind of run with it. Nobody owns it. It's just kind of a you know an open source concept because anybody can kind of do it. But to do it well, you do need to stick to kind of a structure. Um, and, and how you run the structure is up to you. But We've been doing it for 15 years, kind of this one way, and it's the same way I learned it where I came from, and so far it's been pretty successful. Well, Glenn, thanks for being here so much. I greatly appreciate you, and um, folks, if you want to check him out, that's facebook.com slash bizbuilders. Clint, thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate it, John, and this is a great series. I look forward to listening to it more often. So Clint provided us with some really good information I want to share my key takeaways from today's interview. Number one, the best referral you can make is when you make a three-way connection. When you directly connect two people together and be a part of that relationship as well, it makes all of you a team. It makes you all work together. It builds trust. It builds rapport. It makes you all no longer strangers, and it just helps to create a successful relationship for all the parties involved. Number two, if you're trying to create a successful networking group, you have to take ownership of it and lead the group. It's going to be hard work. It's going to take time. You just have to keep trying and not get discouraged. Anything worthwhile is going to take time and hard work. So don't be afraid to take no's from people who end up not working out for the group. With time, hard work, and patience, it'll all build over time. Number three, Who you know will get you in the door somewhere with a client, but handling yourself as a professional and building a relationship with that client builds a referral with their clients as well. If you do a good job for one person, it will reflect to those around you and help build referrals to you over time. Number four, build your sphere of influence. As you get to know more people, more and more people are no longer strangers The more people you get to know, the more opportunities you have to create referrals. Number five, the key to having a good professional networking group is to have diversity and not make assumptions. Don't write people off and treat everyone as if they are important. You never know what may come back around to you. So as I close out the show, I want to say thank you so much to our sponsor, my firm, the Certified Public Accounting Firm of Haney, Van, Bruton, and Crawford, LLP. Since 1972, we have been helping people to grow their businesses and improve their lives by providing sound financial reporting and advising on business and taxes. We offer services such as tax preparation, business and tax planning, bookkeeping, financial reporting, assurance services, and payroll services. If you need help with your business accounting and want someone you can trust to provide you with the information you need to help you make sound decisions based on accurate financial information, then Haney, Van, Bruton, and Crawford is the firm for you. Find out more about us at cpasnc.com. That's cpasnc.com. 
So thank you all for listening today, and I hope you please stay in touch. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Uh, you can also head on over to our Facebook page and follow us there at facebook.com slash carolinainmotion. And another thing I'm really, really excited about is the online community for the listeners of the show uh, that I have started over on Facebook as well. It's a great place for you to come interact with me. Uh, you can also find guests of the show there, speak with them, as well as all the other listeners too. I'm really just wanting it to be a place where we can all share our ideas and get support from each other. So whatever it is you're working on, we all want to help you with that. I'm really excited to be creating this group and to see how we can all help each other get in motion with whatever it is we are working on. If you want to be a part of it, head on over to Facebook and find the Carolina in Motion group. Again, thank you all for listening. I love doing this. and I'm so thankful to have you here listening. I hope that what I'm doing with the show helps you get to wherever it is you're wanting to go. I'm John Van, and until next time, just keep moving, Carolina.